Hello, everybody. Hopefully, everyone's been staying safe. Welcome to another episode of the Triple A Podcast, where your unfortunate ears will be subjected to 30 minutes of nonsense via the form of three topics, eight minutes apiece, all picked out of the hat for no reason. I am joined by PJ. Hi. Say hello. And, you know, I'm my, I being Molly, and we are on our way no wasting time with the first topic being the Disney theme park of Epcot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time starts now. So I think Epcot very gets good. a bad rap. Like, oh, yeah. People, people are like, oh, it's a very bare bones theme park. Doesn't have the most to do. But listen, it's called Epcot for a reason. The E stands for experimental. It's amazing. Also, also I feel like. It's important to make the distinction. We're referring to the Epcot Center at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, not Is there one in anywhere Angeles? else we were talking about. I don't think there's an Epcot anywhere else. I think Epcot is only in Florida, but just in case people are like, what, you mean Euro Disney in Paris? <laughs> no, we don't. We mean, we mean the real Disney, which is the one in Orlando. But like Epcot, the, so. my thing is, one of and I, I get a lot of contention when I say this. I think like the country journey part of Epcot is like the coolest part of Epcot. Like people love like mission, yeah. mission Space or Expedition Everest, but I'm like, listen, like going into like a place where like you have, like it's not even just like a gimmicky thing. Like they just have a ton of Everest cool is an Animal Kingdom. Is Expedition Everest an Animal Kingdom? Yes. Oh. Well, uh, it's Mission Space and Spaceship Earth. That's the other one. Mission Space and Spaceship Earth. And Test Track. Test Track is the big oh, attraction. I love there. Test Track. I love Test Track. But, like, regardless, it's not just, like, a gimmicky country thing. It's, like, they have, like, legitimate cool exports from other countries. Like, you can go to the Japan section and get ramen Or you can go to the Dutch section and get, like, Stroopwafel. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff to get at the country place. And, like... Or you can go, you can go to the British pub in the UK and get passable food. Yeah, like, it's really cool. I, I, I feel like that's something not a lot of other theme parks have done. They'll, like, have, like, a section of the park that's like, oh, like, Universal Studios has, like, Diagon Alley, which is, you know, British-looking-ish, I guess. But, like, it's not, like, <laughs> a legitimate, like, geographic experience, and I feel like Disney tries to provide that, which is really cool. Uh, I also like how Epcot isn't just the country. Some people are like, oh, Epcot's only the big ball in the middle and all the countries. No, there's actually, like, legitimate attractions to have at Epcot. Test track, uh, what is it? Um, Mission Mars, or I think they changed the name of that right like a hundred times. So I, I don't care. Sure, whatever. Uh, I, I don't care what it's called. That's the one in the ball, um, right? No, the one in the ball of spaceship. No, no, Earth. the one in the ball of spaceship Earth. Yeah. Yes, which is interesting, I guess. Uh, there's the, the Nemo ride is cool. Soren was awesome when I was like a little kid. I'm like, wow, I'm flying over green screen. It was really cool. Yeah, but like, you know, there's a lot of. I'll admit, Epcot doesn't necessarily look like a theme park when you walk into it it's a little it's a little more pulled back in terms of the fantasy aspect of it like it doesn't look as like like ma magical as magic kingdom like but there's just so much to be appreciated there that's like not rides there's just a lot to do yeah no it's not ride based and i find that really interesting yeah i feel like it's it's quite literally the best example of a theme park if there ever was one because yeah. that is one solid theme and it does not yield it's like look this is this is the uh the front part is like oh this is the future futuristic imagination whatever and then the back is like look the world yeah all of it 
it's Rainbow. it's a much more realistic theme park, which is an interesting thing to say because theme parks are meant to be like this immersive like kind of experience, at least in the traditional sense. But it kind of throws it on its head. Like it's I don't. And another thing about Epcot and why I like it being so non-ride heavy. Like I'm someone who, when they go to Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios, isn't necessarily attracted by the soaring roller coasters or like the heavy drops that a lot of rides had. I want like an experience. Oh, I, I hate those. Yeah, I want an experience. I, I, I hate roller coasters. Like, uh, I, I would much, I would much rather have an experience as opposed to a roller coaster. Uh, granted, that is because I am a coward, but, uh, you know. I really think that Epcot does a lot more to pull you in. At Universal, you feel like you're just, oh, I'm going from ride to ride without any real connection in between. At Epcot, you are pretending to travel the world, and it feels like, hey, look, this is this is legit. Like this is yeah. actually like, let me pull out my pretend passport and get my pretend alcohol for. Wait, oh, that's real. Oh my god. Yeah, like I feel like <laughs> Epcot kind of toes the line between like a place like say like a Tomorrowland and then like like a mall like disney springs or, or downtown disney as it used to be known like it kind of it has a lot of that like walk around ability but that's still in theme but it also has rides it's it's a it's a place where like a whole group can go who have a lot of different interests and like stay a while and have a good time it's not like magic kingdom oh, yeah, you, you can spend you can you can go from open to close in Epcot, easy peasy. Like you could stay the whole day in Epcot and still be like, have something yeah. to do. And like, there's places to eat, like a lot, places like rides, places to see, just places to stand. Yeah, and like you go to like Hollywood Studios, which is like the opposite of Epcot to me. And like Hollywood Studios, you do like three rides and then you're done. There's no other reason yeah. to be there. Like. And I don't like Tower of Terror, so, like, I don't like drops, so I don't like Rock and Roller Coaster, I don't like Tower of Terror, and so, like, what do I do there? Like, I have Toy we have Toy Story Mania, and I think the new Star Wars ride, and that that's it. It's yeah. two rides. Yeah, so... And maybe if we really want to catch the Indiana Jones show, oh, gosh. which I've seen six times, so, so no... Yeah, like I not really something I'm looking to do. Like Epcot is an experience I look forward to because I know I'm not just gonna be at like a theme park. I'm gonna be at a place where I can like legitimately have a good time aside from the theme park vibe that you get from other places. And I like that a lot, a lot. I also feel I also feel like Epcot actually has like more than more than the other theme parks. It's just like additional non theme park experiences that you could do, like. They've held food festivals. They hold yeah. a food festival every year at Epcot. They have uh, what is it? The the Rose Garden, yeah, or the gigantic garden in the middle of a theme park. There is this crazy garden. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, no, we have competitions about who the, who has the best flowers and stuff. But like in a theme park. Yeah, when I go to like other Disney theme parks, I'm always seen to be like the person who's attracted to like the weird stuff. Like when when I'm in Tomorrowland, like what's the name of the ride that's like the um. Uh, the the rotating oh the carousel of progress carousel of progress that's like my favorite ride wow, you're I love that and oh I love Philhar Magic like I like the things that Philhar Magic Philhar Magic is terrific yeah I like the things that aren't necessarily like thrill seeking things and like I like the occasional thrill this is why Test Track is really really fun but like I just want a place I can kind of enjoy and take in and that's what Epcot's like I mean the carousel of progress is just it's, oh no it's great no. it's great it, it's a it, it's a it's a relic. It can be appreciated for being a relic, but that that thing's a fossil. No, it, it's literally like a World's Fair exhibit. Being from, in the Carousel like, of Progress makes me happy. <laughs> um, I would much rather. I I walked in and I'm like, oh, this should be neat. And then I sat there for 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh wow, that was 
uh-huh it's over now hooray <laughs> i love it and like i'm not saying epcot's like the carousel of progress in every way but it's definitely so like I, it's something i could feel like would be at home in epcot not necessarily in tomorrowland it's in tomorrowland obviously, oh, the imagination right yeah. the imagination right is the same thing basically yeah, like, or it was until it closed yeah but you know but like, a shame and but you know and the shame is like when people go to Disney, they don't necessarily make time for Epcot. It's like, we gotta go to Magic Kingdom, we gotta go to Animal Kingdom, and then, like, you go to, like, like other parks, but Epcot always seems to be the odd man out. Uh, which is a shame, but our time is up. Um, honestly, who have the... If there are families that say, let's go to Disney, first stop, Hollywood Studios. Oh, they have to stop talking be... because the time is up. People should be executed. They have to stop the time talking is up. because the time is up. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's a weird thing to want to do. Like, first stop. No. Yeah, I went once and, like... Hold on, I'm picking up an, another topic out of the hat. I'm ruffling the papers. How are you doing today, Molly? Rummaging. You doing, you doing good? I'm best! I'm doing fine. <laughs> that's, that's, Let's see. that's all you can ask for, is doing fine. Okay, here we go. I think I've got one. Okay, I do not have one. I, I dropped it. Actually, oh, I kept that in the hat. I got non-traditional flags again, and I kept it in the hat by accident. That's not, we yeah. can't repeat uh, topics. That's not allowed. That's okay, here we go. Critical delay. Uh, Whatcha watching movies? Ooh. Very okay. good. Eight minutes start now. Uh, so, PJ, whatcha watching movies? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the best intro ever. So, whatcha watching <laughs> movies? Uh, I, the movie I most recently watched was, uh, 2008's Slumdog Millionaire. Ah, wow. Uh, classic. What a movie. Oh my goodness. I, I have, like, a bit of a crush on Dev Patel. He's kind of, like, my favorite per <laughs> Like, whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, okay, I have to see that movie now. And he just doesn't disappoint. Whether it's a young Dev Patel or now he's entering, entering his 30s, like, None of it I'm going to look up Dev Patel's filmography and I'm going to find all of the movies and force you to watch them. Uh, I will. I've seen Lion. I've seen The Wedding Guest. I've Lion seen... was great. Lion was very good. I've seen Slumdog Millionaire. I've seen The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. You know, oh, a lot, there are a lot, of, a lot of really fun movies there. Some not so fun, some not so good, but Dev Patel's Dev Patel. He's great. What about you? <laughs> sure. What you watching? Movies. I have, <laughs> I have just finished, like literally... 20 minutes ago i finished watching uh the lord the second lord of the rings movie uh, my brother and i started watching the first one we watched the first one yesterday and saw the second one today and those movies are though terrific eternal like they they do not end they do not stop there were in the first movie there were literally five climaxes and then the movie's like no we've got 40 minutes left what do you mean this is all right it's crazy. I haven't seen like a long film in a in a, in a while. It's. Oh, I've seen several long films very yeah. recently. Well, I saw two thousand one. Oh, recently. Wow, that's a slog. Um, I'm a fan. Listen, I'm a big fan of slow movies. That's I'm like, slog. uh, one of my fa I think one of my favorite Tarantino movies is The Hateful Eight, because I think the first half of that movie is an absolute masterpiece, and then Tarantino decides there will be blood. Blah, 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 blah. I. And I'm the opposite. I thought the first half was a boring slog that I couldn't bear to watch, and I turned oh, it off. Amazing. And I turned it off. 
Oh my god, it was goodness. a masterpiece. You getting in theaters? Oh, the music was great. It was Ennio Morricone, oh. and it's just beautiful okay, setting being and fair, Being a hundred percent fair, you saw it in theaters. I saw it on a plane. <laughs> so. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, you can't watch movies on planes. Yeah, That's not allowed. You know what I did see no. on a plane though? That's a, a valid plane experience because it hits just as hard as Coco. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, Did you cry on the plane? Oh, I had to run to the bathroom. Like, like I, it was it was <laughs> so bad. Like there were people sitting next to yeah. me that I didn't know, and I'm like, <laughs> I remember I remember watching that movie for the first time. I was on my couch and I was just looking at it, and I'm like, Oh you're no! Like, you're like, I'm gonna... And then the ending is so happy and beautiful, and then you just can't help yeah, but it... cry happy tears of joy. Oh my god. When I saw the trailer for that movie, I'm like, oh, this is just going to be a movie about nothing. But then I was like, okay, Pixar shouldn't make a movie about nothing, so I have to watch this. And then I, I wound up crying. I wound oh, up crying. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. Like, what, what, what else have you been watching? I, I've been watching. Um, before, right before I saw Slumdog Millionaire, I had actually watched a movie on Netflix. Uh, I, I forget what the movie's called now, but it's a. Oh, they put movies on Netflix, you say? Yes, of course. Goodness no, 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 no. First time, first time. Uh, but wow. it's a movie about a photographer from Miami Beach who lived there in the 70s and 80s uh, as a young man and kind of photographed like the dying kind of generation of like Holocaust survivors that lived on Miami Beach. And then he eventually oh, wow. himself uh, was murdered uh, in the 90s. But yeah, it was a really amazing movie that kind of documents an era. He was of his murdered? Yeah, he was murdered in a probably a drug deal gone wrong. Um, Damn. Yeah, no, it was a wonderful film. Uh, his name, the photographer's name is Andy Sweet. If you look up Andy Sweet movie on Google, you'll be able to find it. I forget what it's called just now. But really, really wonderful kind of documentary film. I love documentaries. It's I will I will be adding. Speaking of documentaries, I have recently watched The Act of Killing, which is probably one of the more disturbing movie experiences that I have ever had. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, it, it, it talks about... Uh, in Indonesia, in the in 1965 and 66, there was a military dictatorship. So naturally, bad things. Um, there was a, a bunch of killing squads that went after suspected communists, ethnic Chinese people, uh, labor union members, you know, mm -hmm. the works. And then it's talking to them now, like 2013, and they're still super proud of it. Like, this is our history. We're oh, proud wow. to... So they asked them to they asked them to make a movie to reenact their killing. So then one of the gang leaders, like by the end of the movie, he's reenacting everything he did, and he's like asking the documentary makers, like, "Did I really do that? Did I really do wrong?" Like the end of the movie is, oh man, like it just feels awful, especially because in the middle of the movie they're still like super happy. They're like, "Yeah, let's kill all these people," and they're like super hyped. And then the end of the movie is just. Like, I'm a monster. And then you're watching, and then it's just like, nope, movie's over. Yeah, I mean... It's also three hours long. Oh, gosh, that's... So, it's like a torture, it's a torture two, chamber. Two, oh, my God. Two hours and 42 minutes-ish of just the least fun you have ever had. Oh, my gosh, that, that sounds... Kind Highly of, recommended. That sounds kind Highly of... Highly recommended. That sounds kind of sickening. Oh no! It's more than that. It it's gut wrenching and painful. I I really did hate watching it. I recommend it. Really, I, great movie. I, I hate to pre present such a, a weird turn, but the film I most recently saw before those last two was the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Oh wow! Yeah, those those two belong together. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I gotta talk about it because what I've been watching. That's right. And like, what you watching movie? Yeah, and like, that film is nothing short of a masterpiece. Like, oh, is it the first one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, don't, don't, don't. Okay, me- don't I don't mess with uh, Sponge Out of Water or whatever it's called. That first SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Is I haven't seen Sponge Out of Water or Truth or Square. No, but that first movie is like, wow, like. Like, for animated films to take, like, a TV show and make it, like, that compelling of, like, a 90-minute experience, like, you'd think an episode of Spongebob lasts t- 11, 12 minutes, like, per per half, like, per, per arc, I guess. But, like, yeah, exactly. They're that- basically doing nine episodes in one. And it works? It works so well. Like... It's very smooth. I mean, like, all the characters, you have uh, Dennis, you have David Hasselhoff, you have Neptune, like, all these random characters that all just kind of mishmash together. Neptune's daughter. Oh, uh. Just like there. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, there's no way no, you remember. never going to remember. Never going to remember. No, I refuse. Not no, right I now. will not allow you to. Not right now. I'm going to forget right now. Of course, right now, when it matters most. Uh, but, um. Oh, and I was talking yeah, to one of my friends about it, and, like, he was like, oh, how do you see, like, you know, a mind control thing ever happening in real life? And I'm just like, dude, in SpongeBob, they put the buckets on their head and, like, the all hail plankton, all hail. Pl- do you, like, do you not remember that? And he's like, yeah, but that wouldn't work in real life. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> plankton- Speaking of animated movies, good lord, I have 20 seconds. Uh, my Life is a Zucchini. It was nominated for an Oscar in 20, what, <laughs> It was so good. They put it on. Listen, they put it on Netflix. It is this claymation movie about a kid who becomes an orphan after he accidentally kills his mom, and he meets a police officer, and they like become a whole happy family at the orphanage. It's so cute, and my time is up. Damn it! He becomes a zucchini. (laughs) No, no, zucchini's his nickname. It's a French movie. The French are dumb. (laughs) Does not become a zucchini. His name is. His name is Cosette. Cosette? Uh, Cosette? Like Cosette from... Like, uh, from uh, no, sh- no, no. There is a Her name went up. Speaking of movies... No way we got in this. The Room. Oh. Our eight minutes start now. Oh. What can be said? Room. What can be said about the room? Uh, well, first of all, a disclaimer: this is not the 2015 Best Picture nominated film featuring Brie Larson. Oh, that movie no. is called Room. Oh no, this is the room. Room was terrific. Uh, an animated feature. Uh, an animated feature might as well be animated. <laughs> uh, it might as well be animated. A live-action movie from the early no. 2000s, uh, directed and starring in the lead role uh, by a man by the name of Tommy Wiseau, or at least that—that's what he says his name is. His name is uh, certainly a Polish name from the 60s. Because that is, you know, where he's from. Uh, Written, directed, produced, and starred in by Mr. Tommy Wiseau. Uh, also starring uh, legendary actor Greg Sestero, uh, who plays obviously the role of Mark, uh, Tommy's best friend, and uh, of course, um, you know, it's it's a film, it's a it's a romance film, it's a, a heat of passion murder film. Uh, you know, a love triangle. Yeah, that you know that doesn't end well for anybody. It's a very sad film. And I say murder not because there's any murder in the film, but because it's the murder of a heart by one cruel woman. You know, it's tragedy to be um, false to a great man like uh, Tommy Wiseau. You know, who works there's, out. There's so much. There are so many things wrong with this movie. Like it's absurd. Like they, this is one of the worst movies ever made. 
For starters, don't watch the trailer because the trailer spoils the entire movie. Yes. Yes. Like how not... how does one make a trailer and at the end of the trailer is literally the end, the surprise ending. I feel like there's not really a way you can evaluate the room in eight minutes. So I think mentioning highlights would be better. And the first highlight I want to mention uh, is the fact that in various shots in the film, you can look at picture frames and see framed photos of uh, spoons. Just a spoon. Yep. Yeah. Just framed photos of metal spoons for no reason. There is no connection to the plot. This is not an Easter egg. These are just photos of spoons. Yeah, 100%. And listen, when you watch the film, it's kind of hard to expect any less. Like, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, this, there might as well be spoons here. Like, <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, there are uh, screenings of this movie have become like sought after events. Oh, like they yeah. they're held across the country and they're like big uh, like it's a cult classic of a movie and whenever the spoons come up people bring classic spoons to the theater and whenever they see spoons they yell spoons and they throw the spoons at the screen <laughs> and there are hundreds of spoons in the air like it is my, it is my dying wish to attend one of these screenings yeah. i mean johnny plays or tommy plays johnny a man who works quote at the bank and that is about uh, all we get about that <laughs> Um, and that's it. And he's about to the marry. The banking world is very competitive. Oh, and he's about to marry the love of his life. Uh, what's her name? Lisa. Lisa. He's about to marry Lisa, the love of his life. And his best friend is Mark. You know, he has life all set up. And then Lisa wants to cheat on Johnny with Mark. <gasps> I don't love him anymore. Lover boy. <laughs> oh, that film is disgusting. Another highlight. Another highlight of the film is um, the fact that uh, Tommy feels the need, uh, with most of his outfits, to wear multiple belts. And I'm not talking about two or three belts. I'm talking about six. Because in real life, too. I'm talking about uh, six or seven belts. Yes, at least four belts equipped at all times. Yeah. That man looks like he is binding himself for no reason. Like, I don't see how his legs can move. It's crazy. And he kind of, and he, and he says it. If you've uh, ever seen the film based off the film, uh, the making of that film, uh, the Disaster Artist, uh, directed by James Franco and starring James and Dave Franco, um, in the evaluation of the of the first uh, edition of the screenplay, he describes Johnny as you know, kind of the perfect man, you know, wonderful wife, best friends, and also perfect he might American be a vampire, hero. and also he might be a vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the vampire storyline was never explored, but they just decided to leave it open-ended for some reason. Yeah, and and John could be a vampire. Oh, and it's certainly not unrealistic. He certainly looks like a vampire. <laughs> and, I mean, he's got... He's got the stereotypical Transylvanian vampire accent. He has the awfully pale skin, the physique of someone who has both been working out forever and someone who has lived 400 years. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and another highlight of this film that needs to be described, the film has no less than four to five sex scenes, depending on what you count as a sex scene. Uh, oh my god. And oh, the thing oh is, um, there are multiple sex scenes with multiple people. The woman is always Lisa, but the man could either be Johnny or Mark, depending on the scenario. But she recorded, the actress who played Lisa recorded the first sex scene with Tommy Wiseau, and then refused to film another one. Uh, as she said, it was one of the most disgusting experiences of her life. And Golly, I wonder why. And so, for the second sex scene, they simply reused footage from the first scene. Uh, also, these usually usually movie sex scenes are at the very least paced well. Uh, nope, this is an 
entire song from the soundtrack, a three minute song, plays throughout the whole thing. Like you finish the song and that's when they finish. And lest you think you will not see Tommy Wiseau's bare buttocks, you absolutely will. Thankfully that is all, but <laughs> no. nope, nope, that's enough to scar someone for life. And listen, um, have I mentioned that I've seen this movie five times? Oh yeah, I've we've I've we've, seen this movie five. Times. We've both seen this movie quite a lot. We're we're big fans, uh, if you can't tell. And I think it's necessary viewing just so you can see Agreed. how how bad things can get while still being amazing. No, people think people think like, oh, I've watched this movie. This movie's the worst ever. People talk about uh, Sharknado. People talk about Rubber. The last the one Airbender. The last oh yes, airbender. the last the M. Night Shyamalan Last Airbender. Those movies are horrible. Yes, nothing will prepare you for seeing the room. Nothing. And the best part about it is, you'll leave wanting to see it again. You will. You'll want to see it again. No, you will. No, you have to. Each time I've seen it, I've caught something new that was wrong with it. Like uh, in the fourth time watching it. I saw there was a staircase in the quote-unquote upstairs bedroom. Um, you see the staircase lead into the wall, and there's there's no exit. It's just the stairs go directly into the wall. That's it. Uh, like, there's no staircase. It's just two steps and a wall. And they put the camera on it for, like, a minute, so you can tell it's fake as hell. But that's how the movie works. It's, and, I mean, here's the thing, right? You watch it, it's almost like Interstellar in that way, because you watch Interstellar and you're like, all the all the little like pickups you, you miss out on, and then the whole big surprise happens at the end, but then you watch it again and you're like, hey, there's a clue here, and there's a clue there. With The Room, it's like the experience gets richer and richer each time you watch it, especially when you can predict the quotes. Oh, especially oh, when you can predict the most. The most quotable movie of all oh, time. I'm the tired, most quotable movie of all time. I'm wasted, I love you, darling. <laughs> I mean, Y'all tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh my God, we got the new client at the bank who make a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, he, the guy, the the actor says, "I'm American. I'm an American man." The man is the straight up. The actor claims he's from the country of New Orleans. Yeah, the country of New Orleans. Uh, and then he says he might be French somewhere back in his ancestry. Uh, but no, this man is absolutely like Eastern European or Polish or oh, something. Yeah, no one knows how old he is. The time's up, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that's a good note to end on. No one knows how old he is. Or where he got his money from. That, that's one of my favorite quotes from the film. Because he's friends with Greg Sestero uh, in the film, played by Dave Franco. And uh, Tommy is played by James Franco. And he asks him, how old are you really? He goes... I I'm your age, Greg. My age. You're 26. <laughs> Time. Uh, well then, um, well you you can tell those are those are some strong movie recommendations. But one stands above the rest. That would be the room. Yeah, never uh, never a bad please, time to talk about the room. You know. Do yourself a favor and watch that movie. Oh, 100%. Uh, well, it looks like our our time has drawn to an end. Join us next week. Well, fortunately for you, probably, but. Join us next yes, week please, please another, do join uh, us next week when we talk about no. Yeah, another uh, steaming hot dosage of mediocrity. Uh, always serve to you. Mediocrity is pretty good. Hey, serves fresh and hot. Hey, look at that. Mediocre. I would have expected garbage. But, you know, mediocrity is, is – I think we're shooting, we're shooting above our pay grade, honestly. They, they've got to put an end to this at some point. Also, just um, a quick disclaimer uh, right here. 
Uh, if you don't like the fact that we talk over each other or there are awkward silences, sorry. That's that's all I have for you. This is this is how we do conversations in real life too. Like it doesn't it doesn't not because of delay or anything. It's just because we don't know how to speak. I'm giving you pure unadulterated garbage, right from my mouth, right from his mouth, mixed together. It's great. It's great. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye.